Hey guys, it's been a couple months since our last podcast, but we're back today with a draft review from Danny Halliday, Bang Pulls Not Trash Cans. Uh, Danny's super excited for this year, uh, and rightfully so. He's got a pretty awesome team. So um, we're going to go into uh, what his team's looking like and uh, talk about uh, his outlook. Um, I have a few updates, though, before we get to that. First, I'd like to welcome Chad to the league. Uh, Chad is a good friend, good longtime friend of Angelo's. Um, Angelo lives in Oregon, as most of us know, but uh, Chad actually is local. He's uh, from Walnut Creek. Um, I've spoken with him on the phone. He's excited to give our league a shot. Um, he's a really nice guy. Uh, obviously, anyone uh, who uh, Angelo vouches for is going to be a good guy. So uh, welcome to the league, Chad. Um, we're happy to have you. Uh, as far as uh, some upcoming things we have... Um, the final day to drop any players uh, is Monday, July 20th at 8 p.m. I chose 8 p.m. Uh, so that uh, everyone had you know, at least a few hours in the evening to kind of uh, survey the landscape a little bit and see who's been dropped um, in preparation for the draft, which will be the next day, Tuesday at 6.30. Uh, that's going to be on Zoom. Uh, we're just going to have to do it a, a kind of a live auction thing. We'll figure it out. Uh, I, I hope it won't take more than an hour or so. Uh, there shouldn't be too many guys um, that need to be drafted. So if there's anyone you were unhappy that you drafted in the previous draft and you'd like to uh, clear out that roster spot and get that money back uh, in order to draft someone different in the follow-up draft, uh, just make sure you do that uh, by July uh, 20th. That's next Monday at 8 o'clock. Um, if you're happy with your team, there's nothing to be done and uh, you won't need to participate in that second draft. Uh, that's just for people who clear roster spots. Uh, there hasn't been a lot uh, so far, uh, with the exception of yours truly. Uh, I did draft uh, a number of players that I've dropped already, including Anthony Rizzo. Um, so uh, we'll see uh, who else gets dropped. Um, maybe the second draft will end up being rather impactful, so we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe not. Okay, uh, well, that's it for now. Um, if you have any questions, you can always text me. Uh, and here we go uh, with uh, the Danny's draft review. Hello. Hello, hey, you there? Hey. All right, we're good to go, huh? Yeah, looks like. Uh, welcome to the podcast for the first time, Danny. Sweet, man. I've been uh, anticipating this moment. <laughs> I, I think uh, of everyone. Oh, hold on. I, I think of everyone. You're probably the most excited for this fantasy season. Dude, yes. I'm you stoked. Are, you are so stoked, and uh, it's awesome. It's It can be but, contagious, uh, too, for sure. Yeah, well, you know, I hope, uh, you know, everyone can kind of find a silver lining through this season and at least have some kind of joy through all this, uh, you know, craziness yeah, definitely definitely <laughs> so, I, I would love nothing more for us to be able to just enjoy these 60 games and i i hope they're able to get it all played out yeah oh absolutely yeah no i hope uh i hope it all goes well and and uh you know they play the 60 games and you know we all have fun and and sprint to the finish you know it's gonna be exciting to see everyone compete and uh you know hopefully uh, with all the the covid cases at least people will get healthy and it won't be too big of an impact um yeah I, yeah seems like definitely. everyone's kind of you know doing pretty well with that too yeah so far nothing uh nothing major with any of the players so let's hope it keeps that way 
Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it's going to be like the Wild West this season. Uh, I think most teams are going to be in it. The very end. I don't even usually look at the standings the first two months of the season. Yeah. Because I feel like there's just so much movement and it just takes a long time for uh, to get a big enough sample size to kind of see where you're at. Right. So at about the time I'm usually starting to look at the standings seriously, that's when our season is going to be over. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, no, it's kind of like it's going to be so goofy. You know, it's going to be guys hitting <laughs> – 400 you know maybe uh maybe people with zero eras they don't even give up a run i mean uh, it it could happen if a reliever goes crazy or something uh we could see some ridiculously low eras yeah i mean if you have a zach Britton year like 2016 and you know i think what he had like a 0.5 era yeah i think it was under one it was something like that yeah and uh you know if you have something like that, then you know. Also, you could have the case. You can make the case for a reliever uh, reining in the Cy Young, which would be pretty fun to see too. That would be fun. Yeah, <laughs> fun. you're right. 0.54 ERA. Yeah. What an yeah. Year. I think I saw that on MLB the other day, and I was like, man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we're here to talk about your team. What you're sweet man into this. Uh, crazy season that we have coming up um we're gonna start by looking at your uh uh well let's go over your your keepers real quick so you kept uh jd martinez for 29 bucks ronald acuna for 25 alonzo for 20 story for 15 uh gallo for 11 and solaire for three that is uh just a powerhouse set of (laughs) you must be just stoked about those guys Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean they're all kind of, they're all kind of like my guys. You know, they all have pop. They all hit the ball hard. I mean, um, Gallo, Soler, um, even JD Martinez. They have, they're all like almost top ten wobas, and they're all like top ten barrel rate, exit velocity, um, and those are kind of like the things that I've kind of shifted my strategy within the last couple of years now. And I've, I've kind of really looked at those numbers. And so, yeah, it's pretty fun to have some of those guys, um, especially as keepers that, you know, just go out there and just just mash, you know. Yeah, power definitely plays up in our league in particular, um, since we count OPS and we count total bases. Uh, yeah. Big time power stats. And you mentioned even J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez might be the best pure hitter of this group. The guy can hit for average and power. I guess right. Trevor Story does too. Um, I guess I feel yeah, like Martinez has. A, yeah, maybe Martinez or Story. Those guys are both going to hit for good average and good power. Yeah, yeah, that that that's what I hope. <laughs> yeah, although Story, <laughs> um, his uh, splits are a little bit wonky uh, with the road home. Oh, of course, uh, yeah, the course, sure. Yeah, but the you know I, I I agree with that statement that JD Martinez definitely best pure hitter although um i wouldn't be surprised to see acuna you know take it up a notch and just kind of go out with his hair on fire this year you know oh no yeah he's he's so young and he's hit so well just dude's not even close to 25 yet (laughs) right was he like 22 23 yeah yeah i think he's i think he's 21 22 yeah he must be i think you drafted him when he was like 19 yeah, uh, yeah, something he's, like he's that. He's 22 and a half right now. So he'll turn 22. Yeah. He's 22 and a half. So, yeah. 
but yeah, this guy's got a couple more years before he's even 25, and he's already hitting the floor. So <laughs> yeah, we'll see how oh, yeah. he does. Um, yeah, I think my dad and I both agreed that uh, you probably had the most enviable group of keepers, um, and we both gave you uh, put you as a front runner at least leading into the draft. Uh, for the season, just because of that incredible group that you have. So yeah. let's look and see how you did in the draft and how the rest of your team shaped out. I'm going to go okay. pick by pick here. I have your list. Uh, you started off, uh, you didn't pick anyone for the first 10 uh, guys that were auctioned, but then the 11th auction was uh, Giolito, and you bought him for $33. Uh, tell us about your thinking on that one. Uh, yeah, so... Um... You know, I really wanted to anchor my staff. I uh, didn't really want to pay up for a guy like Scherzer or um, I'm kind of forgetting who else was an expensive starting pitcher. But uh, Darvish was up there. I see Mike Soroka, Cindergard. Yeah, yeah. So um, and uh, of that group, I'm you know, outside of Scherzer, I really like Giolito and he really turned it on last year. Um he had a really good um, contact rate against, really good uh, Woba, expected Woba against. Um, I think he threw like three complete games, although I don't know how much of a factor that'll play now. Um, but the guy was just a stud, you know, and he's all all points or all arrows are going up for him to repeat that. And he's got a, you know, excellent repertoire of pitches. And um, yeah, it just seems like he's kind of like finally found himself and settled into to the White Sox. It's crazy the difference between last year for him and the year before. He he was an entirely different pitcher. Um, he pitched the same amount of innings, struck out. Last year he struck out six point four nine per nine. Last year or two years ago, last year yeah. he went up to eleven point six two. Yeah, and he cut his walks down like forty percent, and his ERA was six thirteen versus last year three forty one. He, he was unrecognizable. Um, yeah, he really was. He's always had the pedigree, and he was – I think he was a, a, a top five pitching prospect, maybe even one or two for a while until he was brought up and just completely failed. Um, but he's <laughs> – yeah, yeah he's, he's here now, and we'll we'll see if he can continue what he uh, – and building off what he did last year because it was incredible. It was impressive. And you were mentioning some of uh, the StatCast stuff, uh, and those all supported what he did. Um so unless he lost something, uh, I think we can expect him to continue uh, to be one of those top pitchers. Yeah, and what's uh, encouraging too so far, like I've noticed in the – just from the notes on him in the intra squad that he's kind of really um, really uh, been able to keep his opponents at bay. Granted, it's his own teammates, but, you know, they know him better than most other players. And I think he's thrown three or four innings, five maybe tops uh, a couple times he's pitched, but – He's worked solely with like a slider changeup, kind of really focusing on those pitches, and he's still been able to really, you know, keep keep uh, the pitters at bay, and that's pretty impressive when you're just kind of really going in there, focusing on one pitch, and you still kind of keep people off balance. And he said, uh, I think the other time he pitched, he said, uh, you know, if I can just, uh, I had those days where it was just fastball changeup, and I could have just relied on that. And so the fact that he has a hammer slider. And he's working on the curveball. I mean, his arsenal is could be really, really, really sweet this year. Yeah, well, with uh, three good pitches and a fastball, a slider, and a changeup. I mean, that's that's pretty devastating. 
Yeah, so, and and uh, and I like that he pitches for the White Sox too, because I think they're you know they're going to score a lot of runs. So I think you're right. I think you're right. A lot of reason for optimism with Lucas Giolito. So that that's uh, I think we both like that pick. Yeah. Um, then you went with another pitcher at uh, pick twenty five. You grabbed Denelson Lamette for twelve bucks. What do you think about that one? Yeah, so he was another guy that I looked um, at the stat cast. Uh, he was well over, I, I want to say, 12K per nine. I could be wrong almost, on that. Thir- he was almost 13. In yeah. Innings. Right. And um, what was the stat I was reading on him? He he His strikeout percentage is, I think, one top 10, top five. And his whiff rate was really, really good last year, too. And I think his slider is probably one of his best pitches and it had the most swing and miss stuff. Um, so that was another guy where, you know, he was hurt a couple years ago and then he came back and just really kind of broke out, albeit was a little bit of, a, you know, a half year. Um, but if he can repeat that for 12 bucks, I mean, I, I thought it was well worth the gamble. Yeah, his only real wart is the amount of walks he uh, he issues, which yeah. inflates his whip a bit, and it's going to hurt your K to walk. Um, so if he can bring that down uh, at least a little bit, last year it was 3.7 walks per nine. If he can get that down to three, even, hey, sorry, John, uh, and keep up those strikeouts, he, I mean, he, he'd be well, a top two. Hold on, my wife is calling me. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hey, I'm back. Hey, yes, you are. <laughs> so sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. Uh, let's yeah, how it goes. Happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, okay, so let's jump right back in. We left off with Denelson Lamette. Then you grabbed oh. two relievers with yes. uh, Josh Hader and Araldis Chapman at 20 and $13, respectively. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I always feel like reliever, like high-end elite relievers – are super fun to own. Yeah, they are. I can rarely bring myself to fork over the money for them because I feel like <laughs> it's generally not where I want to spend my draft dollars because I feel like I can do well on the waiver totally. bar. But, man, it, yeah. it, it sure is nice to have them. <laughs> um, haters looking oh, great man. this season. Uh, uh, I know Chapman, uh, did, I think he just got COVID, so he might be out a little bit. But uh, hopefully you can get him back before too long. Yeah, I think he'll probably miss maybe the few first few games of the year. Yeah, hopefully he'll he won't miss too much of the year and he'll yeah. do that right back. Man, he's a guy that he's so hard, he's so hard. He's like you know a master of his craft. So I don't think he'll should take too long to bounce back either. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that's true of anyone who uh, who ends up contracting the virus. They get back quick. Um, after, uh, those yeah, guys, you yeah. grabbed, uh, Luis Robert, uh, no secrets. You are a big fan of the top prospects and he is probably oh. the, the highest rated prospects that we're expecting to get a lot of playing time this year. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, uh, when he signed that deal, I think it was like, I don't know, five years, 60 million or something like that. Um, you know, it's kind of basically a shoe-in. He was going to be a full-time starter at that point. So you don't have to worry about the service time manipulation and 
any of that uh, nonsense. Yeah, he's good to go. <laughs> and uh, in that uh, high-powered White Sox lineup that you were referencing earlier. So we'll see how he does. We'll see how he does. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only thing with him is kind of how he has a he, – he has a strikeout. He kind of tends to have a high strikeout percentage. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, who's to say he can, you know – be a different a different player and difference maker in the MLB. Um, and he's young and, and yeah, know, young guy. I think uh, I think he hit a home run the other day too, where he he fell and he <laughs> he he swung and 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 fell out of the uh, batter's box and he still yeah, hit a home I saw run. That. So I, I watched it a few times. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, anytime you can do that, I feel like uh, I feel like you'll be pretty good. <laughs> um, after Robert, uh, you grab Shogo Akiyama, who you've since dropped. Um, you had a change of heart on him. Yes. Uh, well, uh, sorry, what was that? Change of heart on Shogo Akiyama. What? What? What changed? Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't really much as a change of heart. I I really like him a lot. Um, obviously not enough, I guess, to keep him, but I still like him. Uh, and I think he's going to be hitting on the top of the order, most likely, so on the Reds lineup. So that, that's pretty – that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, for I know. You had to make um, it because you traded for a uh, Karen check for, uh, with my dad. Yeah, and I'm glad I did now, even even more now. So having uh, Chapman out for a little bit. So, um. Yeah, with Akiyama, it's just kind of like I have such a glut of outfielders. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's man, it. yeah. you know, I love the talent. And I was kind of – it was kind of more of a depth piece, but it seems like everyone's pretty healthy and, you know, it's not necessarily a huge need to have them. And, you know, I, I would probably start, you know, Hilliard and um, Carlson and Robert over him anyway, so – yeah, uh, I, I, I like I – mean, certainly you're not going to drop Robert over Akiyama. And Carlson has uh, – seems to have a, a lot of similar potential to Robert in that he's a, he's a top prospect and he could play this year. Um, and then Hilliard's a bit of a wild card. Uh, he, he plays in cores, but, uh, you know, he hasn't really ha- had an opportunity to play much at the major league level, so – uh, I could see it being between him, Hilliard, and Akiyama, and I can totally see try, take rather taking a shot on Hilliard. Uh, Akiyama doesn't really fit yeah. the the prototype that you were mentioning earlier of uh, those high powered guys. He's pretty light hitting, um, so if that's generally your strategy, he would definitely be the one to go. Yeah, and and I did like him though because I felt like he was going to hit for a good average. But, you know, at this point, I'm not really sure how much I'll be able to utilize him anyway. So he was kind of like the odd man out. And, uh, yeah, you know, I I have the, you know, affinity for the high power, high octane uh, mashers that hit for power. So it was kind of a more it was a it was a difficult decision, but it wasn't, you know, Yeah, the answer was clear. (laughs) And uh, also with Carlson and Hilliard, uh, they're a little bit cheaper. I got them for so, you know, they could potentially have better upside and you know better Definitely. keeper value too. Yeah, I, if... I agree with that. Akiyama's not young. You know, he's in his early thirties, I think. He's just been hitting in. I don't know where. Where, where was he from? Was he of Korea? I, 
I want to say he was the Japan League. I I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he was hitting okay. in, in yeah. Japan. Um, yeah, he's actually he's 32. So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So um, yeah, I felt a lot better for him if it was going to be a lot more games. But now there's only 60. I'm like, ah, I don't right. know, you know. Okay, then uh, you grab Miguel Sano, who looks like he's going to be your third baseman to start the year. Yeah, I am uh, super stoked for Miguel Sano. Um, off the chart. I mean, if you go to his uh, baseball savant, I mean, he's he's full bars red in almost every yeah, category. Yeah, he's always been that way. He's uh, always been one of the hardest hitters. Um, the only – he just has two big questions is uh, his strikeouts and health. Um, those have always gotten in the way of yes. the whole breakout. I've owned Sano a couple seasons, and I've, I've benefited from yeah. his – you know, when he's strung together a couple good months, I've, uh, I, I've seen what it's like when he's really good. Um, like he just has a hard time staying yeah. healthy and he's a threat, you know, to hit two thirty. Um, but you know, yeah, I, that's true. He, he's man. If, if you hit the lotto on him, six bucks is ridiculous. So not a bad guy. To yeah. And another thing with the third base and I'm, uh, I like how you've kind of got him paired with Luis Arise, who's your second baseman, because Arise is like yeah. the opposite of Sano. High average, low strikeouts, yeah. and low power. So exactly. What I, d- I, I was so interested in seeing what those two guys look like together. I took their stats from last year and combined them. Uh, here's how they came okay. out. Uh, 760 okay. 760 So a little more than a full season. Um, sure. 288 average, 880 OPS. With wow, yeah, I'll with take the both 91 those. 91 walks, 188 strikeouts, 38 home runs, uh, 130 runs, 107 RBI. So again, this is a little more than a full season. This is probably um, a full season plus maybe 10 or 15 percent. But you put those two yeah. guys together. If they both perform generally about the way you expect, they even each other out really nicely, and and they come out yeah. as a, a really two nice players. And you got them for a total of nine bucks. That's six bucks for Sano and three for Arise. Right. Yeah, that's why I really um, was excited to get Arise for a kind of late sleeper pick because I thought he would be a nice balance to you know, my power happy, you know, just uh, swing for the fences, guys, you know. And, um, yeah, I mean, that kind of bears testament right there with, this, you know, the the research you did. And combining their numbers is, is still, you know, it, pretty it, respectable. I, yeah, more than respectable. And, uh, I think it's pretty fantastic. And especially yeah. for a total cost of $9. So, I mean, they have to both yeah. play about what you expect. And any given player performing the way we expect is you know uh, that's kind of the nature of fantasy is we're kind of rolling dice with players so you kind of got to hit on both of them but if you do that's a heck of a deal and that your your great offense you know gets even better yeah yeah and and uh especially with his low strikeouts i mean i think he had i mean i want to say he had maybe 20 30 strikeouts yeah, if o- that, only 29 last year. 360 plate appearances yeah yeah, and so, you know, maybe you could say about 60 strikeouts or yep. full season. 
Uh, and then with, you know, him walking a lot more, you know, it's going to hopefully bounce out. Cause I don't know if you noticed last year, I think I led the league by a wide margin. I mean, talking about like over 200 strikeouts in, in, uh, in our, in our offensive, uh, K's category. Well, if you're going to lose a category, that's, that's the one to lose. When I did my analysis of stats that matter in our league, uh, strikeouts is one of the ones that had the, the lowest correlation to total offensive points scored. Yeah, that's right. And actually, yes, I remember that. Correlate very highly either. So if you're going to kind of ignore some um, and just focus on other ones, strikeouts and walks are actually ones to ignore. So. Yeah, that's the kind of the, the strategy I was trying to implement. Um, and especially the great research you did about fielding percentage. It just made me that much more enthralled with uh, Sano. Because um, he's going to be playing first base. Oh, yeah, there you go. And third base eligibility, I was thinking, wow, you know, this, this guy can – stay healthy and just hit how he hit last year playing first base, you know, not only it makes my overall offense better, but then the fielding percentage really ticks up too. That is fantastic. Yeah. If you can turn your, your worst fielding percentage position into your best, that, that's almost yeah. guaranteeing you, you know, top three in fielding. Almost yeah. Guaranteed. That, and that's what, you know, was much more like, uh, you know, allured me to Sano as well. I mean, I think two years ago, I mean, he struck out like 36% of the time. I, I think I read that recently. Um, so it is a quite of a gamble. Um, but I think, I'm hoping he turned the corner last year and, and then playing first base because of Donaldson playing third. Man, I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty exciting, I think. Yeah, well, it, it, it's going to be fun to see how those two uh, do in tandem in your lineup. Um. And you got Nelson Cruz, and so I mean they got four guys in top ten uh, exit velocity, barrel rate. I mean, you name it, with Garver, Cruz, uh, Donaldson, and Sano. So yeah, Twins have an exciting. The Bomba too. Squad is back. I like those the White Sox. They have some exciting names uh, up and down. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, let me run through uh, some. You kind of had a string of pitchers you picked after that. Um, I'm just going to run through them, and then you can pick maybe one or two to talk about. Uh, Matthew Boyd, sure. $16. Uh, Taylor Rogers at 10 Mike Miner at 6 And Brandon Workman for a buck. Uh, any one of those names stick out to you as uh, someone you'd like to comment on? Yeah, uh, with um, Matthew Boyd, I, I just I love his stuff. I mean, his, his K rate is awesome top five, top 10, um, you know, and his uh, K to ball is really good. The only thing he had an issue with was the um, home runs against. And if he can just slightly improve on that, I mean, he, I think he has the stuff to be ace, ace light, uh, even, you know, in the running for the Cy Young, if he can really uh, pitch how he, I think the numbers show he can pitch. Um so I was really excited to have him for 16, I, and I thought having uh, Giolito as my one and, and Boyd as my two, I felt you know pretty comfortable with a 1A, 1B kind of combo. Yeah, Matthew Boyd was one of the guys I was targeting, and I, I really wanted to get um, a lot of uh, the – he is 
frequently the topic of conversation uh, on starting pitcher rankings because of the things you mentioned, his great stuff and his strikeout rate and his low walk rate. Um, his K percentage minus walk percentage is fantastic, which is always a great indicator of, of success. Um, and, but you're right. He's got that, those warts of the home runs. Um, he, uh, if, if he can overcome that, if he can come down to like a more of a league average home run rate, um, last year he had an XFIP of 388 and XFIP, uh, corrects for, um, a league average home run rate. It assumes a league average home run rate so that guys that are actually giving up more home runs actually look a better, a little better with XFIP. And he came in at 388, which is actually not as high as I was, is a little higher than I was expecting, but still really good. Um, excited for Boyd. Yeah, that is a little higher than I expect too. Excited for Boyd. I I like him a lot. I have him in in my other league on fan graphs that I do. I traded for him because I like him so much. So, yeah, the, well, I think you made a good trade. Who, do, who did you trade uh, oh, to get boy. him? Uh, it was like a multi-player deal. Um, I also ended okay. up with Aaron Nola. I'm trying to remember like the big, the big piece okay. that I ended up trading away. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll look for it here while we're chatting, and uh, I'll, I'll let you. Know. I, I think, yeah, no, no problem. I think both Nola and Boyd um, could give you, uh, you know, could couple a a good tandem for bounce back candidates. Um, so yeah, I think yeah, it'd be totally good there, okay. and and they're kind of guys you can buy low on too. Uh oh yeah okay so I traded a a five dollar Nick Madrigal, an eight dollar Andrew Heaney, a seven dollar Nick Castellanos, and a thirteen dollar DJ LeMahieu, who I liked all those guys, but I ended up yeah yeah uh, yeah four dollar Forrest Whitley, a five dollar Matthew Boyd, a sixteen dollar Ozzy Albies, and a nineteen dollar. Aaron Nola. Um, this is a very different league. Oh man, it's, nice it's haul. A points league and it favors power. And it actually, uh, pitchers who give up a lot of home runs are actually even worse in this league. So <laughs> I'm really kind of oh. making avoid coming, coming back a little bit. I feel like it was a, it was a yeah. even trade, but I liked the, it gave me a little more depth at starting pitching. Um, so yeah, totally. I, I, I like that trade. Yeah, that, we'll, that's nice. That, that's, we'll uh, that's a good haul. Goes. Um, going over some, <laughs> speaking of Nick Madrigal, you grabbed him too. He is, yeah, he is an extreme, uh, batted ball guy. Uh, in that he, oh, totally, his strikeout rate is microscopic. He struck, so <laughs> yeah. we were talking about Luis Arise. His strikeout rate was right. like 7.8%, which is already ridiculously low. Nick Madrigal have yeah. that. He was three point seven percent in Triple A last year, and he got he was under three percent in Double A and Single A. He, that, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's I, Williams Astadio territory. but got lots of Sorry, you were you were breaking up there for a second. Are you there? Oh yeah, okay, sorry, yeah. my phone is yeah, uh, a little wonky. Now, I was saying uh, La, Tor- La Tortuga with uh, Bugs yeah. Bunny speed, you know. <laughs> yeah, he was he was down at three point nine percent strikeout rate. Uh, this is Astudio I'm talking about. That's that's where Nick Magical is. Um, one one difference yeah. the difference between the two guys is Astudio doesn't walk either. He was a two point five percent walk rate. Magical is more like eight or nine, 
but Asadi has more pop. So they're they're different kinds of hitters, but right. they both just have those. They're so fascinating. They're so fascinating. I I I'd always they really I'd are to own either one of them. You know, just just for the fun of that. Yeah, yeah. They're they're quite the enigma in today's game. Um, and uh, you know, I have as you mentioned, you know, a lot of you know power upside guys, and you know, I thought, well, if I can get a magical. And if I get a I rise, I can kind of maybe offset a little bit of the the average that might suffer or maybe the strikeouts. Um, so I thought those guys would, would definitely complement um, the rest of the team. And so that's kind of why I, I was really excited to pull those guys too. Um, yeah. One, and I think something like what Magical had like what, 16 strikeouts through all minor uh, leagues last year? Yeah, it was probably something like that if the strikeout rate was so low. Um, so one of the things you have to be careful of in a roto league is uh, too much of a good thing, um, because there comes a point where you cannot score more points in a category. Um, it's actually one of the things I like about points leagues is that every home run is always going to help you. Whereas in our, in our league, you know, once you're at the top, I mean, it might pad your lead a little bit, but there comes a point where home runs don't help you anymore. So having other guys who help you in categories, you know, like the ones that, you know, um, your, your, your starters aren't so strong in, it can really help you. Um, if you feel like you're reaching, uh, that, that, that point of maximum scoring so that you can start focusing on other categories. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My thoughts exactly, um, with Madrigal and Arise. Um, yeah, I'm, good great batting ball guys and contact guys and guys who don't strike out a lot and put the ball in play and arise doesn't have much speed but magical does so that could also um be a nice bonus to to magical and i wasn't sure if he was going to start the year and with moncada out i think he might have a better shot although i don't know the extent of moncada i'm sure you're more versed than me on that. Uh, yeah, so they, you know, maybe I might even start Magical right out the gate over our eyes. Uh, yeah, that's possible. Um, I know they just put Moncada on the DL uh, six days ago, so uh, we'll we'll see what comes of that. But um, running down uh, just kind of your last few picks, uh, you grabbed Quan uh, Hyung Kim, the reliever for St. Louis. Sam Hilliard, we already discussed for seven bucks. Aaron Bummer, uh-huh. another uh, high-end reliever for five bucks. Dylan Carlson for yeah. three. We mentioned that I really liked. You grab Buster Posey for four bucks, who you're going to hang on to. I'm, I, I assume you'll throw him in an NA spot after the draft, and then pick up some catcher off the waiver wire. Right. Uh, and then the, the yeah. final pick that I want to men- want to talk about was um, Wander Franco uh, at seventeen dollars. It was. Quite a bit yeah. more at the end of the draft for him between you and I, <laughs> I think Eric and maybe my dad. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was definitely uh, Eric and Kenny were right on my heels. And uh, I really thought they were going to get him because uh, th- they had far more money at the time than me. Um, so I was pretty shocked to, I, I guess, settle him, settle at him at 17. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not really sure how much he'll play this year. Um, 
but he's just kind of one of those guys. It's like, wow, you know, I mean, he's, he's what all the experts say is just unprecedented, you know, hitting ability. I mean, just a natural. So yeah. When you're that young um, and you're the consensus top prospect, I mean, that, that really speaks volumes. And the, and the last guy I can remember who was just like this was uh, Acuna. And uh, you basically yeah, did it, the same thing. Right. I remember when you drafted Acuna, I thought you were crazy. I'm not crazy to draft him, <laughs> but crazy to draft him at that cost because he, at the he cost, was like yeah. only 18 or 19. No one was expecting him to come up that year. You figured he was going to, you know, he needed to get seasoned in the minors. Even his minor league numbers at the time weren't particularly impressive. And so I thought there's just no way. But it yeah. probably <laughs> Acuna just he <laughs> came up that season and killed it. And then you ended up with an awesome uh, keeper on your hand. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if lightning strikes twice here. Uh, I still think you're crazy. <laughs> I think Santa <laughs> is crazy, but I, I, I certainly can't argue with the fact that it has worked for you before. So, uh, and you know, yeah. what? It, it's uh, it, it's just one roster spot. If it doesn't work out, you don't have to keep them. Uh, and then you can try right. it the next year or something. Exactly, but yeah. uh, hey, you got him locked up. And uh, if he breaks out, he's all yours. So we'll see how that goes. Right. Yeah. You know, and like you said, it's one roster slot. And uh, I think at that time it was like, you know, like you said, like near the end of the draft. So my team was basically assembled and uh, it was kind of like, well, you know what? I'm going to take a gamble on the rest of my money I have left. I don't have 20 something dollars. And, you know, why not try to get a guy like Franco? Well, and I I (laughs) often say that uh, part of the joy of fantasy baseball is, Sometimes you just do things because they're fun, not because they're necessarily the strategic thing to do. And uh, there's nothing like getting a top prospect and having that guy on your team. But I know you in particular get a lot of joy out of that. So, shoot, I'm sure it was just really fun to go after them. And then the surprise of getting him, you know, considering my dad and Eric had so much money, as you mentioned. So, you know, even if you don't end up keeping everything... Yeah, you had some fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and considering uh, the secrets out that, you know, everyone knows, oh, Danny's going to go after those top prospects. I was like, oh, man. So I I felt like it was I wasn't going to any anybody for cheap, you know. And, right. But, uh, you know, 17 didn't feel like a super obnoxious overpay. You know, it seemed like it was kind of like, like you said, maybe another Acuna. And, um, you know, if it comes anywhere close to Acuna, I'll be stoked, you know, and uh, yeah, you know, I I think seeing how you and and Kenny and Eric and, and Scott uh, just kind of, I'm sure there's a lot of other people, but you know, you're, you guys really come to mind and, you know, I'm I'm not sure. I think this is like my eighth year in the league. Um, And I just remember you guys getting like Arenado and, and, you know, Trout or, I don't think Trout was actually really cheap, but I remember Arenado was really cheap and just some of those blue chip prospects that you guys were really, you know, studied on and well-versed on and just getting them for cheap and just seeing like, you know, you watching you guys, you know, have bear that fruit of, uh, you know, just such talented prospects for cheap. It was just like, man, you know, it was like, I want to do that someday. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, a lot of it's luck. 
um, a lot of it's, uh, I mean, they're, they're called prospects for a reason. I mean, you're prospecting, you know, you might hit gold, you might hit nothing. Um, they're, they're, I mean, most of them are lottery tickets. I mean, some are better odds than others. Um, but, uh, if you don't, you know, if you, if you don't play, you can't win. Right. <laughs> That's what they say about the lotto. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, a lot of luck involved. scared money. Don't make money. Right. Involved hitting, <laughs> you know, hitting gold on those prospects, but man, it's sure fun when you do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of my thought process, uh, towards the end of the draft with Franco and, you know, I guess I had a little bit to spare or I've gotten some guys that I thought would be a little bit more. So I had a little bit left over and yeah, he was definitely a target. Um, so yeah, that was nice to have him, you know, in my, uh, humble opinion to kind of fall in my lap. (laughs) So and I've already had some people uh, express interest in him, too. So hey, there you so, go. I have a nice trade piece. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, even if it doesn't work out this year or whatever, you know, you never know. It could uh, benefit somehow later, too. So uh, kind of winding down here, I'm looking at uh, your, your final roster. Um, you've got uh, going down from catcher to utility. You've got uh, Posey, who, as we mentioned, you'll replace – uh, Alonzo at first, Arise at second, Sano at third, Story at short, uh, JD Martinez in left, Acuna in center, Soler in right, Gallo at utility. Uh, that's all fantastic. Um, on the bench, you've got Franco, Luis Robert, Sam Hilliard, Dylan Carlson, and Nick Magical. It, it, you got a, a, a powerful offense. Uh, so I guess the only question is how's your pitching going to come out? Uh, you actually only have four starters right now. You've got Giolito, Boyd, Lament, and Minor. And then, uh, but you have a, a, a wealth of relievers, really good ones. You've got Hayter, Chapman, uh, Rogers, uh, not the Giants one, the Twins one, uh, I think. Uh, Aaron yeah. Bummer, Karen, Chad, yeah. Workman, Young Kim. You, you got a fantastic uh, relief staff. So, um, uh, we'll see. I mean, having those relievers uh, is a great—that's uh, a great buffer for any errors that comes out of starting pitching. Um, so I'll be curious to see what you do with uh, whether you just roll with four starters and just kind of go with those—that uh, high volume of relievers, or whether you try to add in another starter or two. Um, it's going to be fun to see how you play with that um, uh, once the season gets going. And now, as, as I read off yeah. that list, um, is there a name or maybe two where you're like, man, I'm excited to have this guy? Not necessarily, okay, this guy's my best player, but just someone, as I was mentioning, is just you're excited to just have just because they're fun? Like, what, what's a name or two that sticks out to you? Um, yeah, besides the one we've already mentioned, um, you know, having uh, – well, having had had Chapman with the combo of Hater was just like you know, just kind of like foaming at the mouth, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was really cool, you know. Um, hopefully, it'll it'll settle itself and they'll be able to pitch together um, for the majority. Um, but yeah, just having a guy like Hater um, in my other pro leagues, I've you know, consistently drafted Hater. I think one league I got him for 20, one league for 26, and he's kind of a guy that 
I think he's worth the gamble. I think he's worth the money. I mean, he's going for starter money, almost elite starter money. And, uh, but I mean, his, his K rate is just insane. And, uh, his whiff rate and all the stat cast and, and savant, uh, numbers show that it's like, he's just gonna, he's just gonna keep doing his thing. And, uh, the way he's utilized with the, uh, with the brewers. And I think in, Oh, I think over like a third, or even up to a half of his appearances, he he pitched north of uh, three outs. So, you know, he's a guy that can get you the save, get you the win, help all the peripheral numbers, um, you know, and combo that with Chapman. And, and I really like Rogers a lot too. I mean, uh, I think it was uh, – I was watching at MLB Network and they did the top ten relievers from last year. And uh, Chapman, Hader – uh, Rogers, Workman, and Bummer all had top five, uh, according to StatCast years or top 10, excuse me. So, yeah, just the core I have there, I'm just really excited to, to see how that manifests. And, um, you know, I thought in this year particularly that it was going to be more important to have really strong relievers and, um, you know, with the starting pitchers, who knows how they're going to be utilized? I mean, the, the big studs will be will be going, you know, six innings, probably the first first uh, appearance. But, you know, it's going to be a wonky year. I mean, there might be some pitchers that don't even throw, six, you know, a quality start till their, you know, fourth or fifth or sixth start. <laughs> so, so I was like, man, so I got – how do I offset that? How do I compensate for the – loss of innings and maybe not even have a quality starter win to show for it. And I thought, you know, going really hard on the start of the relievers was a, was a good way to approach. I think that's really smart. And I, and I think you made some good points and there are things that I've thought about too, Um, going into a 60 game season, the, the uncertainty surrounding around how deep starting pitchers are going to go, going to go. I think some of those fears have been, uh, a little bit relieved, uh, because there are some pitchers who are going, six plus innings right now in their inner squad games. Um, but I think for the most part, those are the top guys. A lot of those mid tier guys yeah. that a lot of us, you know, there are SP three, four five and six. Uh, those guys might go four or five innings and never go beyond that. So th- there's a lot of question marks surrounding starting pitching, um, but there isn't really around relievers. They're going to keep doing their thing. So um, kind of putting your stakes uh, where there's a little more certainty is a really wise move, I think. So I, I despite the fact that you only got four starters, I, I kind of like uh, your pitching right now. Uh, just a, a wealth of fantastic relievers. Um, now that said, relievers are very, uh, they're moody. <laughs> and they are, they're, they're small sample guys. Um, so, you know, yeah. a guy can look, look really awful for his first 10 innings um, and then have to spend his next 30, 40 innings evening all that out. And usually they can do that. uh, But this year, they're not going to be able to do that. You know, they're not going to go 60 innings. Most likely they're going to be going, you know, maybe 30 innings. So if unless they, you know, if they have a blow up, you know, if they have one of those five earn run games, uh, that's devastating to their, to their seasonal numbers. That said, you can say the same thing. You yeah, can say absolutely. The same thing about starting pitchers too. Um, so there's yeah. lots of arguments to be made. Yeah. Here. Um, but in the end. Yeah. No. End, no. I, I think. 
Point well taken. I think you got a good, good sound strategy here, and, and I like the guys you have to implement it. Yeah, and then, um, you know, with the four starters I have, I, I feel like they can all throw quality innings. Um, Mike Miner probably being the weakest link of them. But, you know, he – you know, all of them are pretty capable, and I think are, they've all been kind of stretched out to go, you know, five or six and, you know, and beyond as we go into the season. So I'm hoping, you know, my hope is that, you know, if those guys can kind of, you know, maintain, you know, six innings or so or just kind of – in line for the win for the majority of starts that, um, you know, at least I can get the bulk of the innings there and hopefully their quality. Um, and with uh, Kim, he was pretty devastating, I think, in uh, spring training. And he was showing some lights out stuff and he was getting the praise of his coaches and teammates. And I think now with uh, – who am I thinking that's going to be a closer now? He was uh, – Carl. Uh, Seymour, I'm thinking that he might have to close this year. And so that's going to uh, leave a the, the number five rotation spot. So, you know, potentially um, I might have five. And, you know, then I feel even better about things. Because I think I'm not sure if we're going to need more than five starters. Maybe, maybe six. Um, but uh, I think it's going to be – difficult to gauge with you know like we said uh, about some of the fears of uh not going you know full six innings the first go around minus uh you know the studs that are they're gonna do that but you know none of them are really available in the draft anyway (laughs) so i kind of had to work around that you know well it's gonna be fun to see what happens um i I like your squad a lot um you're one of the guys, you know, Thanks, Jonathan. after myself, of course, you're one of the guys I'm rooting for to win. I always like to see the guys who haven't won yet, um, especially those people yeah. who have gotten close a few times, who have really been in it, because I can very much relate to that. And uh, I'll, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. Too. Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And it means a lot coming from you. And, you know, you're a great player and you're well versed and you're well studied and you're a smart guy. And so, you know. I really appreciate the, the kind words and yeah, I'm looking forward to compete with any, everybody. And, you know, I think everyone's got a shot. You yeah, know? It absolutely. So it's going to be, crazy. um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. And th- thanks for, uh, for doing this for me. I, I really enjoyed it. And, and, uh, thanks for analyzing my team and yeah, no, it's, it's making me more pumped up for the year. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on. Danny. <laughs> so I hope I can infect everyone with my uh, positivity and uh, excitement. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. <laughs> all right all right jonathan we'll take it easy um god bless you and um you know may everything go well with you and have fun this year and you know have a good time with your family through uh through this time and everything and yeah you know it's uh hopefully uh baseball will be a little bit of an oasis from uh, uh from everything. it's a great way to put it <laughs> it's a great way to put it well thanks yeah. again, danny uh it was a pleasure talking yeah to you thanks and, jonathan and uh good luck this season Yeah, you too. All right. We'll talk soon. All right, Jonathan. All right. You too. Bye-bye.